1: We're still preparing for free agency, waiting to hear and waiting to see what moves the Bulls do make. But we got two free agents on the market, one in Mobamba that reportedly wants to come to Chicago Bulls and one in Derrick Rose that Bulls fans just don't know how not to want on this team. We're going to get to all that plus the voicemail bag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host Hayes, you guys can follow the show right off the top at Bulls Central Pod with uh, on every social media platform that we are on. Now with all that said, we've been dropping a lot of content here recently. I think over the course of like the last three days, we've dropped like nine episodes in three days. Listen, we've been getting active over here at Chicago Bulls Central and I want to make sure you guys still always stay tuned in to that content. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. We're about 100 subscribers away from uh, 13K, so make sure you guys hit that subscribe button because I'm going to keep you up to the date and having the breaking news on everything the Chicago Bulls do over the course of this offseason. But with that said, let's go ahead and get into the content. Derrick Rose, uh, the Knicks opted out of his uh, player option, which was all but expected, especially considering that player option was $15 million. And naturally, all Bulls fans are now asking, can the Bulls or should the Bulls go after and acquire Derrick Rose? Bring the boy home. Bring the Chicago kid back to the franchise that he started his career off with. The last time that we had any sense of being relevant at all was when Derrick Rose was in a Bulls uniform. I guess I'll be at the three-alpha season after he left. But with that said, he won an MVP here. And naturally, being from Chicago, and I've said this before, one of the things you can bet on every single offseason is there are going to be Bulls fans who wonder if, when and how we, can get, how we can get Derrick Rose back in a Bulls uniform. I've already kind of said my piece on this, so I'm not going to stick around on it too long today. Derrick Rose offers nothing of what we need. I get it, and I hear you guys saying, well, he can be a veteran leader off the bench. Well, here's what I'll say. After you go out and get your starting point guard, after you go out and get a shooter, if you got an open roster spot left and he's willing to accept the veteran minimum, all right, cool, bring Derrick Rose in. But if we're talking about moves that need to come first as far as helping this team get better, no. Nah. Derrick Rose doesn't offer a lot, and I know. I I think sometimes people can't separate what Derrick Rose was to what he currently is. And the fact of the matter is this: I love Derrick Rose. Period. Right. The the some of the my my most fun memories as an adult Chicago Bulls fans are when Derrick Rose was in a Bulls uniform. Do not get me wrong. I want to see Derrick Rose retire as a Bull. I want to see that, and I would love to see him do one of those one one day contracts, retire a Bull or whatever else. Right. Or if the Bulls were already had a a eastern conference level team and it's like hey let's go ahead and bring him back so hopefully if we are able to win a title derrick rose can be part of that but at the end of the day it's this this team has so much that we need right that i want to see those needs addressed first before a vanity signing and at this point derrick rose is a vanity signing what do we need at the point guard we need a solid defender derrick rose yeah right we need somebody who can distribute the ball run an offense derrick rose at this point yeah right and we are, we need a three-point shooter and somebody who can do that. At this point, Derek Rose, eh, when it comes to three-point shooting, at the end of the day, Derek Rose does not offer anything of what we actually need right now at the at the point guard position. You can make the conversation all day. Can he be a mentor? Can he be a vet leader? Can he be this? I under I agree with all of that right? I agree with all of that. But before we worry about that, we need talent on the court. We we already got Marco Samolovich on the contract we don't use, right? We got Dalen Terry who didn't get minutes. He's going to get minutes so far this season. But at at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, I don't want to see this franchise make any more signings that aren't going to help the team. Drafting a player that has upside, that's different. That's what the draft is for, right? But at the end of the day, it's just, it's crazy. It's wild. So, that's my thoughts on it, man. Uh, let me know what you guys think down below. I know not everyone's going to agree with me, and everyone shouldn't, right? I understand why people want Derrick Rose back in a Bulls uniform. There's always going to be that desire. But at the end of the day, I just would rather see time and, and stuff allocated first to actually helping this team, and that's what I feel. Let me know what you guys feel. All right, next up, we got a report yesterday from Joe Cowley, who you guys already know. I, I have an a up-and-down relationship with Joe Cowley as far as his articles. Personal, I hate the dude. I think he's a dumbass but his articles up and down, they could be hit or miss. But it came out this on six seventy the score saying that Mo Bamba reportedly wants to play for the Chicago bulls. And here's what I have to say to that. Uh, when you look at Mo Bamba 25 years old, can play power forward or center. And this is one of the reasons why I was interested in Mo Bamba coming to the bulls when he was a free agent last off season, which I think he should have been one of the bulls biggest targets was just the simple, the upside still 25 years old, seven feet tall, right? Uh, he can last season. Well, prior to last season, uh, he played 71 games for the Magic, averaging 10.6 points per game, 78 percent from uh th- from free throw. He was 38% from three point range, and he was 48% overall from the field, chipping also eight rebounds, uh, 1.2 assists, 1.7 blocks per game, and about a half a steal per game. I was all in on the Bulls going after Mo Bamba, and I still think rather than split up the mid level exception between Derrick Jones Jr. and and uh and Andre Drummond, I would have rather seen. All that allocated towards Mobamba, but we know the Bulls cannot offer the full mid-level exception at that time because it would have sent them into the luxury tax. But I was all in on Mobamba and what he offered and how he can play next to Vooch, next to um Patrick Williams, and I think he would have been an extremely versatile player for the Bulls. And then even when you look at last season, right, playing forty games for the um Orlando Magic, playing nine games only for the Los Angeles Lakers. But when you look at his time with the Magic, because that's when he was healthy, I don't think he was fully healthy playing for the Lakers, but still. 7.3 points per game, all right, cool, nothing crazy, on only 17 minutes per game, right, so that's cool, 49% overall from the field, solid, 39% from three-point range, extremely solid, especially for a big, his free throw shooting took a huge tick down at 68%, dropping down 10% from the year prior, 4.6 rebounds, 1.1 assists, still a block per game, and when you look at Mobamba and the role that he could have as a backup big for the Chicago Bulls, again, to frame it as a backup, big he can offer a lot. The, the question now is he wants to be a Chicago Bull reportedly, but how the Bulls are going to obtain him? We don't, the only players that we have that could nearly match Mobamba's contract in a trade is Patrick Williams and, um, and Alice Caruso, I believe. Uh, and so unless there's going to be a sign signing trade or something worked out, I just don't see it happening. Mobamba should have signed with the Bulls last offseason. Now, here's what I'll say. The Bulls go through free agency. Let's say they got they find their shooter, they find whatever else that they get. If a Mo Bamba trade is on the table by the trade deadline, um, you know maybe you see some movement there. Maybe you see something happen. Again, Mo Bamba is a player uh, as well as that. If the Bulls had filed this this disabled player exception, which would have been ten point two million dollars, you can acquire a player in the last year of their deal. In that case, and guess who is in the last year of their deal? Mo Bamba. So. It 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 is, again, another thing that if we were a, a luxury tax-paying team, that we probably could go out and get Mo Bamba, right? Now, I will say this. Mo Bamba does not have a guarantee on his contract um this upcoming season. So the Los Angeles Lakers could decide not to use that, which they could. And if he hits the free agent market, at that point, could you, go, could you go after Mo Bamba, right? I guess we'll remain to be seen. I like Mo Bamba, uh, like I said, overall, if you guys can't get it from, from what I'm talking about here, and I do think that Mo Bamba could help the Chicago Bulls. Do I think he's, as some people had said at one point last, season? oh, Mo Bamba would, would replace Vooch instantly as a starter? No, I'm not saying that, right? But we'll end up seeing what happens with Mo Bamba, and I'll say this, if the Lakers do back out of that contract, they they decide it's non-guaranteed, they decide to waive him, cut it, whatever else, the Bulls should be at that be on that phone to see where they can get Mo Bomb before, but they still need to address that point guard situation first, in my opinion. But all right, let's go ahead and get into the mailbag. It's Sunday, so our uh, episode's mainly built around your voicemails. Let's get into this first one. This one's from Oscar. What's
2: Hayes? Oscar in Jersey again, man. Just finished listening to the latest episode. I, Julian Phillips. This is basically Patrick Williams 2.0. The height, the arm, the, you know, the arm length, the, de- the defensive versatility, one through—I I feel like I'm hearing the same stuff that I heard when they drafted Patrick Williams. This is a Patrick Williams 2.0, and I just don't get it. I commend them, yes, they made an effort. You got back, at, you got it the second round, but well, you got a kid there, Amani Bates, six nine. Yes, he doesn't have the long arm, but this kid is a ready-made bucket getter. You can't teach what he does—that three-level scoring. You can't teach that. This kid gets. Bucket, and we need that off our bench. We need players like that that are going to come in, and we don't have to spend three years, four years trying to get them to learn how to shoot. It's ridiculous. This is the NBA requires scoring, and we literally drafted another traits guy that can't shoot. Like it's ridiculous. Like how how many more times are we going to replicate? This is the Devontae Green mold, the the Derek Jones Jr., the, the the Patrick Williams. Come on, man. How do you pass up on? You, you actually do something good by getting active and getting back into the second round. And then you draft another, like like I said, another clone, man. When are we going to, like, like actually try to win, uh, 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 to, to, to better our team and get good players on our team with actual potential? Because what, what, at best, if this kid develops a three-point shooter two years down the line, he's a 3 and D guy, like. Give me the guy like Amani Bates that in the, in a couple of years is probably going to be averaging eighteen points in the league off the bench. You know, I, I don't know, man. If, if, if this is I feel like we're we're still stuck in, in, in the early two thousands trying to draft these guys, and everybody else is just moving in a total direct different direction, and we're not keeping up with the times.
1: All right, Oscar. Here's what I'll say. First off, I understand the Amani Bates thing, right? But again, Amani Bates is not what. I, listen, yes, I think he is—Wing wingspan even fits into what AK likes. And Imani Bates has tons of offensive potential, but I think the doubts around Imani Bates are real. When you see, it's not like the Bulls are the only team to pass on him, right? When you see where he fell, and yes, he goes to Cleveland who, I tell you what, if he works out, I, I'm going to hate to see him two, uh, four times a season. But the end of the day is this, and like I said on yesterday's episode, you don't want to feel an absolute need with an unproven rookie in the second round. And what the Bulls do need is three point shooting, and so, well, again, I think if you're higher in the draft, you would feel you you would you would try that, and you would you would bet on that player to be able to absolutely do that. But there are enough questions around Amani Bates, enough questions around his size, enough questions around his defense, enough questions around. Um, even the, the level of competition he played against at the collegiate level that there's enough to say hey you don't want to bet an absolute need on Imani Bates now there's absolutely a conversation to make that the upside is still there and you still could go there like I said before Imani Bates GG Jackson those are players that I absolutely would have loved the bull experience the thrill of March Madness if you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today
0: to
1: get at that level at, in the second round. I would have loved. But I just don't think that it, it's, I understand, here's what I said, I understand why the Bulls do it. Now, as far as you're saying, Patrick Williams, um, we got to stop with this. Just because a player has a similar body makeup does not mean they have a similar play style. Amani, I'm not Amani Bates, uh, Julian Phillips is not Patrick Williams. Julian Phillips is not Dalen Terry. Julian Phillips is not Justin Lewis. Their play, their play styles on the court and their skill sets are completely different completely different. Julian Phillips is an athletic defensive player that has some 3 and D upside potential, right? He is way more athletic than anything Dalen Terry and Patrick Williams ever show, ever show, but he still is a specialist. He does not have that upside of either one of those players. And Julian Phillips, I mean, not Julian Phillips, Justin Lewis, we still got to wait and see on. I still believe in Justin Lewis, potential as a stretch big as well in the NBA. But the, you, you got to see. And at the end of the day, I understand the doubt around Julian Phillips. I understand the players that were still on the board, why the Bulls kind of didn't go another place. But what I'll say is ultimately, let's wait and see what they do in free agency. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Vaughn.
3: What's good? Hey, this is Vaughn calling back. That last voicemail got cut off. But uh I was saying is, why don't the Bulls convert Marco to a two-way contract? You know, his contract is unguaranteed right now. They might as well go ahead and convert him to a two-way. Uh, if they really want to hold on to him, it doesn't even seem like he's really that much better than the two way players that we actually, you know, put on those contracts, like Justin Lewis, Adama Sinago, Um, I'd much rather see players like that on the roster. Uh, I feel like they would have a better chance of cracking the league rotation. So, um, do you think there's any chance the Bulls, you know, just switch that out? Like, you know, switch Marco to a two way contract, you know, still keep him, you know, in the facility and everything, try to develop him as much as they can, but. If they really don't see any, you know, point of putting them in the rotation, I don't see why not, you know, just convert them to a two-way contract and see see what people like Justin Lewis and Dama can do on a, on a full NBA contract, even at the end of the bench. Uh, all in all, they're all going to be in the G League, but I just wonder, you know, what are your thoughts on that? But let me know what you think. All right, bye. All
1: right, Vaughn, you can't switch a player to a two-way contract. You can convert a player from a two-way contract into a nba guaranteed contract but you cannot convert a player to a two-way contract the bulls would have to waive him right which would then you still would pay him the the, because he's partially guaranteed you would still have to then pay him his partial guaranteed money and then hope that he chooses to resign with you because at that point he'd be an unrestricted free agent and the and the 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 risk in that is that if if any other team believes in the potential of marco simonovich and thinks let's say the spurs i'll just use the spurs because they're a great organization at developing talent right i'm not saying that they but i'm just using them as that example if the spurs for example and greg popovich was like i think i I think with the defensive potential of victor wimbiana i can make marco simonovich a perfect compliment to victor wimbiana and they offer him money you're not getting him back so no if if the bulls do believe in the the potential of marco simonovich the biggest thing that they need to do is play the man Uh, ak needs to pull billy Bubblegum billy in his office and say look billy I got some bubble issues for you, but I need you to I need you to play Marco. That's what he needs to do. And so we'll we'll ultimately see. Like I said, I, I've seen the potential of Marco Simonovich. No, Marco has higher potential than Justin Lewis. He has higher potential than Julian Phillips. He has that. But the biggest, well, on the offensive side of the ball, the biggest question is always going to be his defense. But Marco's potential offensively is high. But again, if you're not going to play him, or if that off that high potential offensively is the defense completely takes that away, cut him. Don't worry about it two-way. Bring somebody in, you can actually play. That's my thought. Let me know what you guys think on that down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Shea.
2: Hey, what's up, hey? Is it, is it me or does Adam Sadamno, whatever his name is that we get, and uh, as an undrafted agent, does he, his skill set remind you a little bit of, I know you said Thaddeus Young, but – he reminds me of a little bit of an unathletic Wendell Carter, a little bit. And maybe because he's around the same building, same size as a uh, Wendell Carter, now, I'm not saying that he's going to be the best, but I think he could be a good backup center or maybe like a nice read in, in a sense. But he definitely does give me Wendell Carter vibes because he seems like he's pretty smart. He knows how to play the game. And, uh, he definitely could be one of those hustle players that could help us win maybe let him. he does give me Wendell carter vibes and a little bit of that young, and also a little bit of a Nasri vibe. anyway tell me what you think
1: peace adama Sinago. um I don't, I don't agree with that comp to me i don't think he's a window carter or anything of the sort in my opinion um when you look at Sinago, he is I think he's more similar, if we're going to compare him to a player, he's like a like a Todd Gibson more so than anything else. And I'm, and, and, and a center, though, version. Like, Sinago's not going to be playing power forward at the NBA level, but I do think he like that's kind of more of a similar thing if I had to go for a comp for him. But he still has tons of upside, and I do think that they're going to develop Sinago and I think it's going to be fun to watch him in the G League and in, in the Summer League. And I think that maybe not this first year, but when you look at a player that led a team to a national title, I really do like him a lot. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from KB. Oh, man, hey,
3: I'm sorry to keep beating the dead horse. KB here again.
2: I just have lost faith in all of our coaching staff and the people in charge. I mean, Billy Donovan won't play his players, man. He'll never know what they got because he'll never play them. Matt Drew couldn't find the court. He couldn't even look at it. and We all know what happened there. He goes to Miami and blows up to this incredible three-point shooter. Oh, really? Man, whoever we get, he's not going to play him, like you said. Uh, I forgot the kid's name from Europe, who the center, who we had for three years, making an NBA contract. He won't even play him. He doesn't play his player. Or he don't know how. He just don't know what to do, man. And, and like I said, AK, you gave him an extension. So, peace, bro. All right. So, one of the
1: things with Bulls fans that I think we always do is we overstate some things. Yes, Billy Donovan has an issue with playing certain players, but again, let's not overlook the fact Patrick Williams, day one starter, Ayodele Sumu came into his rookie season as a second round pick, playing meaningful minutes for the Chicago Bulls. Now his role increased with the the, the time and and, the, and how well he was playing, and then of course once injuries started happening, he was definitely thrusting in there. But at the end of the day, it's not like Billy just doesn't play everyone. I think I fully believe that Dalen Terry, when they drafted him, the plan was always. He's going to play majority in the G League because he has such a Swiss Army knife skill set. He would not be able to polish off all those skills playing a role, role level for the Chicago Bulls in his rookie season. So they wanted him to be able to work on the shooting. They wanted him to be able to work on his ball handling. They wanted the offense to run through him completely at times. They wanted some games where he does nothing but run off catch and shoots. They wanted to be able to do that. That is part of a development plan. And I truly think that's why it was for Dalen. Right now, Marco, we've already talked about Marco. So I, I. I I think with this, and what we've seen, is that if you have a skill set and a, and a position of need for Billy, he's going to play you, right? And so when it comes to like a Julian Phillips, I think that he has a chance, depending on what else. We, if we don't go out and get any other bigs, if we focus on point guard and shooter, Julian Phillips, with his defensive potential, has. that's why you haven't heard it announced as a two-way deal for, for Julian Phillips. Keep in mind, second-round picks can sign two-way deals, right? So we haven't heard that and because of that i do think that ultimately julian phillips they they look at julian phillips and say maybe right he may have a role on this team let's see how he performs in training camp let's see how he performs in summer league let's see what we can get out in free agency and then if he performs he can play now as far as max strews listen it took max Struess a couple of years to turn into the player that he turned into now i will say this that billy donovan may not have again what what max Struess wasn't a drafted player either so you know with that said it, it when when you come into the league and you're undrafted, it's harder for you. It, it's harder for those players to crack a rotation on their first team. Some play, some people do, of course, like an Alice Cruz. They go through the G League, but not everyone does. And I think, yeah, we can we can look at a player like Max Struess and say, hey, you didn't play this guy. And look at what he went and turned out to, and he's about to get paid. But that happens to every NBA team. Now I will say this: I don't. You guys know I don't care for Billy Donovan. I don't like to defend Billy Donovan. I don't like any of. it. I do not care for Billy Donovan overall. But I do, I am also realistic in even my critiques of that. And Billy Donovan made, especially with the Bulls, trying to become a team that that needed to win right away, he didn't play a player like Max Struce, who was completely unproven, played two games for the Chicago Bulls, didn't look good in those two games either for being 100% honest. So that's why. Like, And Billy Donovan may not be that that coach that has the eye on the developing talent. And that is a problem, especially when you're a team that's this far away for the, for the Chicago Bulls. That's kind of my thoughts. Let me know what you guys think down below. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. we we'll go ahead and play that down.
2: Hey, I got a question. If the boys get rid of Zach, I heard about some New York shit. Who the fuck can New York offer Don't say no R.J. Barrett and all none of that. Is. Look, don't say none of them. I'm just trying to figure out who the fuck New York will offer the boys for Zach Levine. I ain't playing on like, no. Like right, look
0: It can't offer the do anything. What,
2: taking The Bulls gonna run that shit back. Like, the Bulls, like, we ain't have no pick up. Like, we ain't have shit. It's still gonna run it back. I don't understand why Zach in the trade market with everybody else over the EFTN. Why not uh, DeMar DeRose? He the older cat. What can the
1: New York Knicks offer the Chicago Bulls jack shit? I don't want nothing the Knicks got to offer. Yeah, they got a lot of potential first-round picks they can offer. I don't really look at R.J. Barrett and say, uh, he does anything for this team that I, would, that I think is, is valuable, even worth trading Zach Levine. You can talk to me about Julius Randle, but we know Julius Randle forgets to go, how to play basketball the further you go into the season. Not good on that either. Um, I'm just really not enamored with any of the talent on the New York Knicks roster. None of it, personally. Um, and I know that everyone's going to share that opinion, and that's fine, but just ultimately, I really don't care. Like, I, the Knicks, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not getting motivated over that. I'm not getting motivated over that. Nothing that they got over there, quickly maybe but even then it's not worth the Zach Levine trade for so no nah, I'm good on the Knicks I'm good on the Knicks I'm good on their roster I don't really give a damn but you guys can let me know what you think on that down below but that is my time for today make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns email.com. lastly we'll leave a text message and our voicemail the number to do so 773-270-2799 we are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to in every episode on, go Bulls, love you guys. See red right if you can, y'all. Peace.
0: This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.